and welcome to episode 11 of Monocle Movie Dudes. My name is Mac. My name is Sean. And my name is Keith. We actually remember to introduce ourselves in this episode, so that's already an upgrade. This week's movie <laughs> is 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Lee Pace, and Michael Rooker. Guardians of the Galaxy is a 2000 American superhero film based on the 2008 Marvel comic series of the same name. How about plot synopsis? After stealing a mysterious orb in the far reaches of outer space. Peter Quill from Earth is now the main target of a manhunt led by a villain known as Ronan the Accuser. To help fight Ronan and his team and save the galaxy from his power, Quill creates a team of space heroes known as the Guardians of the Galaxy to save the world. So what's you guys' history with this movie? I have very little history with this movie. Actually, none. This is the first time I've watched this movie. I'm not really big on the whole Marvel scene, though I do enjoy some of their fare from time to time. My biggest exposure to this series is Rocket Raccoon was playable in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I sometimes <laughs> used it. My history doesn't exist. I don't know anything about the source material. A lot of people have recommended this movie, and I didn't like it because Marvel movies usually aren't my thing. I've watched it three times for this podcast. So that's about it. Yeah, I'd never seen it before either. I mean, I saw like Iron Man 1. It's a good Marvel for me. It was just kind of the actors. What do you guys think of Chris Pratt? Star-Lord. Yeah, Star-Lord. Yeah, Star Star the main dude. It's pretty beefy. It was pretty beefy. Yeah, it was a beefcake in this yeah, movie. I have to say. 3.5. I was going to give a 4. Pushing a 4. Yeah, There's one right, scene. Let's, let's round up. There's a scene. Let's round up He's all steamy. He's right in prison. There's like some orbs. He's got orange. He's flexing. He's got he's orange goo all over him. Delicious. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> no, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was enjoyable to watch. Like, he wasn't overtly annoying. He wasn't melodramatic. Like, he was Joe Everyman. He was a space bandit, basically. I think Final Fantasy IX Zidane in space, and you got this guy. Yeah, speaking much. of video Zidane, games, Zidane. he reminds me of uh, Guybrush 3 points. Capable, but he's a bumbler. But he's uh, as a witty dude. He's yeah. like a really unlucky dude, but he's really witty. Yeah. He's not, like, particularly talented at anything. I feel like you could have just swapped him out for Ryan Reynolds. If you want to get a sense of him, it's kind of like Van Wilder in space, <laughs> which sounds like kind of a cool movie, but especially brings Taj with him. But Toga's anyway, space. <laughs> space National Toga. Lampoon's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh man, what's that happening? <laughs> Chevy Brand Chase could be the villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is the villain in my book at all times. His character, I guess he's still kind of funny, kind of a douche. Mm -hmm. Overall though, on the side of good. Yeah, he was pretty enjoyable to watch, I guess. Next up is the WWE's Pride and Joy, Dave Batista. T-Dog? Yeah. Codenamed T-Dog, right? Drax the Destroyer. I thought this guy was a treat. Oh, you're he's talking about Space Kratos, aren't you? Space Kratos, dude. Um, he's the ghost of the Guardians. tattoo man who doesn't get metaphors. Oh, he, he's great. I've only seen him in one other movie. I saw him in uh, Man with the Iron Fist. And I was, gotta see that thing. Yeah. How was that, by the way? It was pretty sweet. Uh, he was that movie. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't in it for very long. He was like more towards like the last third, but uh, his performance was good in that, and his performance was good in this. I think he plays like the stoic, literal warrior guy to a T. Like, he does it really yeah. well. But he's so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, he's so He's got, animated. like, this simple honesty to him. He's a warrior, first and foremost, and that's it. And that dude, five out of five. He's like, but yeah, but he's like Dean Stockwell and <laughs> doing, you know, quiet dignity. But, oh, yeah. talking about beef. No, he is like a Chuck Steak. Biggest. <laughs> That's John throw, Cena, but close enough. Throw that bitch on the grill, boom. You're not eating for like another week. God damn, this guy was awesome. He's like, a large he, man. He That's was probably my player. favorite overall, I think. I'm going to come around favorite and say that. Yeah, he was probably my favorite overall okay. in the story. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm on T Dog. All right, yeah, I agree. I'm on I'll Team T Dog. What I was gonna say, but yeah, I agree. He was probably my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, I thought he was really funny. I was really surprised that this, you know, I mean, The Rock being a glaring exception. Wrestler actors, maybe not always the best. You know, Hulk Hogan. But well, I'm glad that you brought up The Rock because I was thinking, what if we had The Rock as Drax the Destroyer? Would have been wasted. It would have been wasted. You think so? I, I would have. He's too good of an actor. I would have. I, I think that, he might have been like. Not that you need a bad actor. Uh, I guess. Part, but he's like too Someone animated. more stiff. He I don't think he would have been that great. He could not not ham it up. I, I know, like. but I wanted to see that. I wanted. To see I would him rather him have seen up. him as Ronan. I would rather see him as the. Oh Ronan. my god! That would have been awesome. <laughs> that guy. The whole galaxy, the rock wow. bottom. All of this shit. In people's elbow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Actually, fuck. That would have been really cool. You missed your shot, Marvel. You could have had it in the bag. It's not too late, dude. They can make this a whole wrestling franchise. They could bring in all sorts well, of that's wrestlers. What the, they got Deadpool, yeah, evidently. but they'll have what? a new villain. They can oh, use the Rock. Yeah, bring the Rock in. They're making another mm -hmm. one that's in the history. But yeah, Dave Batista, he had me busting a gut. He was really funny. His serious parts too were good. So I guess we want to Zoe Saldana, the Avatar herself. That's what else she's from, by the way. I knew I recognized her face. Wait, are you serious? She's the alien. Is she woman Gamora. From Gamora. She's okay. like Gamora in this film. She was the alien. Yeah, the green chick. Interspecies love interest from the ship movie called Avatar. Uh, yeah. That explains a lot. Well, now that you mentioned that, yeah, it definitely seems like I'm gonna have to watch. Eh, nah, probably not. Yeah, probably nah, not watch skip again. it. Well, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. We might review that later, though. I think we should stick around for that one. Oh, uh, yeah, think of her. I thought she was pretty good. Her overall uh, role in the story, like I didn't believe that she would be on the good guy side so soon. Like I figured she would be played up more for a villain, and then like eventually come over to the other side. I was surprised by the bait and switch. The plot does explain that. So, but overall, no, her performance is pretty good. She was uh, very serious as a a weapon trained from birth should be. <laughs> I don't know. I thought she was just kind of okay. I didn't think she was that great. She didn't stand out yeah, that much. Other than her green skin, of think course. think she was that good either. Maybe. What did you think about her chemistry with uh, Peter? Well, it was terrible. Yeah, I did too. I thought yeah. it was mediocre. Oh, yeah, it felt kind of forced. Floppy. It was limp. <laughs> Batista did the sort of like stoic character so well. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of like that too. She was like that classic Star Trek kind of overly formal, stiff alien kind of character that you run into. But just not that interesting. They take Drax out and she's the only one you think it would have made her character more appealing? No. No. I no. Think All I can think of is how bad that movie would have been. Yeah. <laughs> this movie minus Drax. Ooh, I don't know. Oh. Seriously, he's pretty great. She wasn't awful. No, she wasn't awful. She didn't stick out as bad or anything. But Maybe like the writer's fault just didn't give her enough of a personality. That's what I think it is. That was it. That was her story. She was trained at birth as a weapon. Maybe the uh, the comics flesh out more about like well, her she past. Was, she was like the anime character who was just like. <sighs> What a bunch of yeah, immature kids. She was basically she was basically that guy from Napoleon Dynamite. You know that guy? Yeah, I love that guy. She He's throws a button down a hallway later on. I believed her as a badass. Oh yeah. Like I bought did. all that shit. Like, yeah, I believed that she could do it. Like she would be tough. So next up, Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon. He's we only get the, his voice in this movie. I thought his voice was awesome. Thought it was like a I thought it, I thought yeah, like Brooklyn, like kind of annoying and how dated it was. That's how people from that part of the world sounded like in the forties. That's what he reminds me of is some combination of Bugs Bunny and the Three Stooges. Yeah. And it seems like a really kind of cliched accent when it's in a movie. They don't know what fucking accent to give somebody, so they just slap this on. But do you think yeah. it fits his character? Well enough. I liked his gruff, like, weary, seen it 
drawl sort of voice. Yeah, I feel like his accent did waver it a few times. It did yeah. in parts, like some parts where it didn't really feel like it worked well, or where the movie would have benefited from not being PG. Or yeah, there's like one line where he's like sees Groot drinking out of the fountain. He's like, "I saw you. Why are you lying?" There's another <laughs> part where they're like in a space battle on that planet. I guess a planet battle, really. And yeah. he's like, "Shoot them before they hit the ground." Yeah, <laughs> and he just sounded like really bored when he said it. That, yeah, like it starts off. off really stiff. It's like, better like when his he's voice in prison. is all right, but what did you think of the CG forum? How do you think he looked? I thought it was pretty strong, and I was reading about how they went to all the trouble to make it look like authentic raccoon hair, and like how they have some hairs that are shorter and other hairs that are longer, and they actually did all of that layering. I thought the CG was pretty good. I thought it looked pretty good, too. On him specifically, like we could talk about like how we think some of the other stuff. On him specifically, I thought it was good, and he is pretty expressive, even though he's a raccoon face. Yeah, I like his origin story. Yes. I thought that was was pretty pretty cool. It was kind of downplayed, though. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't really delve on it too much. It was kind of like in that... uh, one scene that's yeah, later the on the bar movie. scene. Yeah, the bar yeah. scene. That was pretty good. There's so many characters to get to. I guess you can't really like spend too much time on, on any one of them. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem you run when you have like a squad of characters yeah. that you have to cram into a or else it'd an be hour and a half long movie. Really long. So next up we got Vin Diesel himself as Groot. You know, he's made a few words in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I have a few words. Iron Giant. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Like he was really guttural. All he had to do was say one line. Well, one and a half. I mean, how hard is that to fuck up? I wonder how much he got paid for that. Probably pretty well. I bet he got paid yeah, decently. Probably not as much as Chris Pratt, for example, but I bet he got a decent paycheck. Yeah, for like maybe a day, like six hours of work, just recording the same line over and over. Like, I'm not surprised to that's see That's not him. bad. I'm not surprised to see him voice this guy, though. This kind of stuff is right up his alley, evidently. He loves yeah. comic book stuff, like Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, he's a strong voice actor. This might be shocking, I don't know, but I mm-hmm. support Vin Diesel. I like, I Vin, like Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel. No one said I Vin haven't Diesel. seen many okay. Vin Diesel movies, but Whew. I've always felt like I should fast yeah. and the furious yeah. i haven't seen any of those oh i'd like me to either <laughs> i haven't oh. either but i'm always happy to see him when he pops up going oh hey cool hey all right yeah vin diesel is a cool dude in my book what did you think of the cg for this guy talk about rocket raccoon i thought we'll talk it was about this pretty guy. good too. equally good maybe you could argue that it was better because it was a completely original design we know what raccoons look like we don't know about tree people are they real <laughs> <laughs> Tree people exist in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) They dance in your dreams. Yeah, they do. So next up, we got Lee Pace, who played Ronan the fucking Barbarian. (laughs) This guy's asshole was clenched like a thousand percent this entire movie. You would shove a piece of coal up this guy's ass, you'd get a diamond in return. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, he was just a stiff, religious zealot. He was the leader of Space ISIS. Yeah, he was Space ISIS leader. That's his gig, is he wants to cleanse the galaxy of all sin or something. All the shit. sinners. So he's trying to gain ultimate power. But no, it's yeah, like Darth Vader or some shit. Yeah, he's super, super gruff. Like, he doesn't really emote a whole lot. He's pretty he much has just... one emotion. Yeah, yeah, which is like black metal, and that's his <laughs> only emotion. Religious butthurt. <laughs> space. <laughs> I love that he enjoys sponge baths, though. I mean, that's oh, yeah. nice to know. Well, he has a weird ritual. and He puts on like his makeup, his corpse paint or whatever every day, and it's <laughs> yeah. a sponge bath, and people put his clothes on for him. Yeah, it's pretty he's nice. so fucking important, I guess. I didn't like this character at all. <laughs> I thought he was a terrible villain. I thought he was a really lame villain. His it motivations really... weren't interesting. His characterization was completely one-dimensional. It's it Loki. really was. It's fucking Loki, man. Just more dark, I guess. He didn't remind me of Loki at all. He reminded me of just a rip off of Darth Vader. In the sense that it's just another stock villain. Loki was bullshit in that movie. I mean, like, what the hell? I didn't watch all of Thor. I saw enough of it that I don't want to, so <laughs> whatever. There's that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goes that out the 
fucking window. <laughs> so last but certainly not least, we got Michael Rooker, who played like Udal Doodle or some shit. I don't remember his name. He was the blue man with the orange mohawk. <laughs> this guy um, was great. Space Alabama. Uh, Merle <laughs> from The Walking Dead. He was awesome. He was great. He was probably my second favorite character overall. Now that I think of it, I maybe liked him a little bit more than Batista. He was really fun. Nah, watch. not for me. Batista like, holds the crown. Like, like, one and two. They were close one and two. But he was great. He was really great, fun. awesome space pirate captain. I think the accent really helped, giving him like that kind of western drawl. I liked him, um, how his character <laughs> looked. Like he had a weird gem in his head that looked like a mohawk. Yeah. Which I is it, pretty cool. I, was it a gem? That's I what I took it as. It was some kind of strange thing that his species has. Yeah, like a, a got bone domestic thing, disturbances but... over there, so I'm going to close the window. <laughs> yeah. Is that what that was? I guess that's the cast. Let's get into the brief history of Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Galaxy first appeared in print in January 1969 in Marvel Super Heroes number 18. They appeared sporadically in Marvel Comics throughout the 70s and early 80s. The Guardians finally got their own series in the early to mid-90s that ran for 62 issues. The Guardians of the Galaxy series was revived in 2008, although featuring different characters. The new run was canceled after 25 issues in 2010, but the team has appeared together in various Marvel publications since then. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feig first mentioned the idea of a Guardians of the Galaxy film at the 2010 San Diego Comic-Con and officially announced the film was in development at the 2012 San Diego Comic-Con. The initial draft of the film was written by Nicole Perlman, but was later completely rewritten by James Gunn, who would also direct the film. Gunn confirmed he would be directing in September 2012. He used the 1967 war film The Dirty Dozen as a reference to convey his ideas to Marvel. Chris Pratt signed on to star in the film in February 2013. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was among other actors considered for the role. James Gunn's brother Sean served as the on-set stand-in for the Rocket Raccoon character. Filming began in <laughs> London in July of 2013 and wrapped up that October with a few weeks of additional shooting taking place the following March at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California. Gunn said that he felt the film contained more characters in the Marvel Universe than any other film to date. The film contained 2,750 special effect shots, making up 90% of the movie. The look of the planet Xandar was partially inspired by the Gardens of the Bay in Singapore. Regarding the film's soundtrack, James Gunn stated that he started the process by reading the Billboard charts for all the top hits of the 70s, downloading a few hundred songs that were semi-familiar, ones you recognize but might not be able to name off the top of your head, and creating a playlist for all the songs that would fit the film tonally. He mm. added that he... That's debatable. Yeah. 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 He added that he would listen to the playlist on my speakers around the house. Sometimes I would be inspired to create a scene around a song, and other times I had a scene that needed music, and I listened through the playlist, visualizing various songs, figuring out which would work the best. The soundtrack album reached the number one spot on the U.S. album charts for two weeks, and it was the first soundtrack comprised entirely of previously released music to do so. A sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, is scheduled for release May 5th, 2017. So you guys oh. can go see that, right? Uh, Midnight? Well, Opening night? We'll see. Guardians hmm. of the Galaxy was made with a budget of $232 million made. How much worldwide? I'm going to say 400. Okay. I'm going to say 500. Ding, 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 ding. As a winner, made $773 million wow. worldwide, including $94 million in its opening weekend. It was the third highest grossing film of the year in the United States in 2014 after American Sniper and The Hunger Games Mocking J Part 1. It was the third highest grossing worldwide in 2014 behind Transformers Age of 
Extinction and The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. Marvel's parent company, Disney, received a $36.4 million rebate from the British government for filming in that country. Holy shit. For them. That's a pretty good uh, turn back. So this thing starts. We get a little yeah, text on screen. It's Earth 1988. Yellow text on black screen. Yeah, it's Earth in 1988. It's good to know what planet we're on. A lot of movies don't even tell you what planet it takes on. You're supposed to know, I guess. I um, mean, I would have been lost. Most movies, I usually am lost. Yeah, like, I'm like, what planet fuck is are this? We? I don't just assume that it's Earth. <laughs> Where is this asshole. big Lebowski guy? What planet? So we get this 10cc song playing. Get this sad little kid. Sitting in a hospital waiting room, looking all bummed out with a Walkman. I kind of like this opening. I, I like the music choice here. That the kind of soft ambiance. You hear it through his headphones, you realize that that's where it's coming from. And then when his dad comes to take him off, like it just cuts out. It's actually not his grandfather. dad. Oh, grandfather. Oh, grandfather. I didn't notice that until at least the second time I watched it. That it's actually his uncle or his grandfather, some other relative. He's looking pretty good to be a grandfather. Yeah, I thought so too. That's why yeah. I was so confused Very about young him. Looking. He looks like he's maybe 50 at the yeah. oldest. <laughs> So he tells him to go in to see his mother in the she's room. She's dying of the cancer. She's pretty fucked. She's and bald. So he goes up to her. The grandfather picks up like a present, like a small little box. Yeah, this was confusing the first time I watched it. I couldn't tell if he was giving her a present or if she was giving him a present. She was giving it to the boy because it was oh, his son. birthday, we yeah. find out. Because at first I was like, he's giving her a present and she's about to die. Like, what's the point? Like, she's giving Happy it, death not... day, mom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the way she kind of so just like... She, you know. Sidles her fingers over the package like it was like yeah. Is your and but she like Thank pushes you, it, boy. and then she's like, "Take my hands, take my hands, Star Lord." Yeah, he has a black eye, by the way. Which yeah, is he does. Weird. I guess he gets in fights a lot. I don't know why that's. Yeah, it's typical boy shit, right? Every boy has a black eye. Yeah, I had a black <laughs> eye for five years straight. <laughs> um, she describes his dad as like an angel who appeared in white light. His grandfather, or whatever, kind of interrupts her, like he doesn't want her to talk about this. But she says, um, "He's gonna come for you." Whatever the fuck that means. He doesn't take too kindly to this news. She wants him to take her hand, and he won't do it because he doesn't believe her. And then he just runs away. Yeah, she, he freaks out. Yeah, then she just flatlines. Like she just, it's like she just dies with a broken heart. <laughs> stupid shitty son won't hold her hand. <laughs> Honestly, you, that's what it looks like. That's, the it's, way it's like it's that's filmed. what they want you to think. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. And the kids are like, so he yeah, fucking like out. runs away, and everything's all slow motion, and he runs out into the field. And he's like, no, and he starts crying. Yeah, and then to the there's a spotlight on him, like the heavens opened up on him. What happens to this little boy? Yeah, well, then you see he gets taken up into a spaceship <laughs> to compound his trauma. Is insane. What a way like, imagine to open that a movie. you're like eight years old and your fucking mom dies, and five minutes later you get taken up into space. Yeah, like, wouldn't your heart just God, stop from all the aliens? It blows up in your chest. Maybe it'd be like a nice distraction. I, I don't know. Now I gotta think about this. Said my dead mom. Right after that, whoa, Marvel! Wow, we got the crazy Marvel. Which I thought was pretty cool. It sounded really heroic, and it got me pumped for the movie. Oh fuck yeah! My eyes were rolling right out of my head. It's like yeah, whatever. Oh, you didn't feel triumphant. You didn't feel like no. So last time I saw the logo, I saw the Avengers, and that really sucked. Yeah. Hey. I've got a lot of bad memories. So what are We're you... all excited. He's just like, oh. 
<laughs> Here we go again. Oh, great. Fuck this. Like, this is hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is torture, you people. What do you think about that opening? That whole bit with his mother and this boy? Seems like it could have been paced a little bit better. It could have been completely absent. I don't think yes. it needed to be there at all. It just seemed like this pointless kind of tearjerker shit. It feels like it was tacked on after filming. Like Someone higher up maybe. said, like, you have to do this. It doesn't feel like it's from the same movie. Not really, like no. Me. I don't know if that was the case, but I think it was just unnecessary. They could have told us that he was from Earth in a different way that yep. would have been maybe better and less hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, just the fact that he had that tape even at the beginning of the movie that is obviously from Earth and yeah. just mentioned it in a later scene in passing, maybe. Yeah, which he kind of does. There's a scene with him and Gamora later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's later. And then we cut to uh, space 26 years later. On Morag, which is an abandoned planet. A small ship, it lands on this crusty-ass planet. This planet Everything. looks crazy. It looks yeah, awesome. It's, like, it's all cratery <laughs> and rocky, and there's this kind of Geysers everywhere. shooting out of everything. Really um, windy and shit. He has this weird thing where he has this thing in his hand where, I don't know if it's creating a hologram of what used to be there. That's like, what I thought. It's like this light that comes out of it, and you see, like, oh, there was a kid there playing around. There's this a kid there, and a dog in a busy streets and stuff. Yeah, was there a dog? Yeah, there was a kid with a dog. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, I mean, it it's is. a big enough coincidence that the aliens look exactly like people, but they also happen to have dogs. That's why I thought it was, like, later in the future, the first time I watched this. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it must be, like, Earth just is more advanced. I thought maybe it was, like, some <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, right, yeah. It was some kind of device where you use it to scan the environment, and it shows you, like, images of the past, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought. Idea. Like, I kind of wish he used it more than once and we knew a little bit more about it. It's kind of like a digital history book. Like if Harry Potter had something like that. It's kind of cool. That's a little bit of a problem with his character. Like he's got these cool gadgets, but they're usually like one-offs. We never really uh, delve into what they are. Well, I feel like he loses a lot of them on the way. Like the gravity thing we see come up. Oh, yeah. Like he just only had the one. He's got this cool uh, helmet that I guess is activated by a thing that he's got holding on his ear, which covers his face and it gives him oxygen. He's got those cool uh, red LED headlights. I don't know if I like how it looks that much. It's okay. I think it but looks pretty cool. It's an interesting idea, like this thing. It's like not physically there exactly. It seems like it's a hologram. That's the way it moves. Or it's is like it physically um, there? It's like a know. retractable thing. It's a retractable I don't really helmet. know how it like, works. It's pretty interesting, though. The design is cool. It's like those rig helmets in Dead Space. Especially in the second one when that would collapse and then like recollapse. Like It was a pretty cool little feature that they did. And it looks kind of like that, only yeah. with uh, red eyes instead of the uh, blue ones. And it looked pretty cool Like when he was first entering the ruins. So that's what he's doing is he's searching the ruins on this abandoned planet to yeah. find whatever. It looks cool, like the red eye He's looking pieces. for the space holy grail. That's yeah, what all space basically. bandits do. He wanders into this cavern that looks like it's from Lord of the Rings or something. And it looks really cool, like the way I like the art direction in this scene. His red goggles against the black shadows. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looks really cool. It's really windy and his jacket's blowing around. He takes off the mask and he can breathe. Well, yeah, so we know there's some oxygen in his atmosphere and what's on his headphones? Well, it's a tape deck or is that a Walkman? It's a Walkman, it's a, yeah. yeah. It's a cassette Walkman. Oh, that's right, because they did make cassettes. Yeah, yeah I actually have one, weirdly oh. enough. Yeah, and it plays Come In At Your Love by Redbone. It's kind of cool. Like, as soon as he turns it on, he's, like, dancing around, and we get this, like, really cool wide-angle shot. Yeah, he's moving, oh. he's grooving, yeah, he's dancing. Yeah, he's dancing in the corner, and the title just pops up. Yeah. The song yeah. hits at high end. And I thought that shot looked really cool. It was pretty cool, yeah. We get the opening song from Memphis for Family. Yeah, he dances around like a dink. Grabs those space rats. Uses a microphone singing along to the song. Killing compies. But I, this is the first time I had the thought in this movie because I knew about the soundtrack to this movie and what they did with it. Wouldn't you be sick of the same 10 songs after 26 years? Well, it's got two sides. You can't hold 
more songs than that. Yeah, but it's still just a I limited think it's only number. Like ten songs on it, though. Yeah. At least that's what you hear in the movie. It's his awesome mixtape, though. Yeah, but there's probably so much music out there in I the mean, whole galaxy, man. All those creatures making stuff. Well, I thought about that. I mean, he might really is only like Earth music, but still, it doesn't matter how much you like those songs. I'm 28. No, I'm not. I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> What's my age again? <coughs> What's my age again? Well, you're cooler if you're so, older. Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, like I was thinking, I don't care how good they were. If it was in the same 10, 12 songs every day since I was one year old. Well, who says he listens well, to them Well, yeah, he maybe listens he only them. listens to them when uh, something big is about to happen. He like he's entering them, the rooms. He, the he listens time. to them constantly in this movie. So it's like, that's the information that I have. That's what they've shown me. Makes me think he listens to this tape a lot. He's <laughs> playing in his ship in like every scene. That oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't listen to them that much, but that's what it made me think. I thought it was something that got him pumped to do It's something. the soundtrack to his life. Entering the runes, he doesn't know what to expect, so he has this like comforting tape from his past that he would get him like excited and nice mustache brat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For people at home, Macklin's got a beer stash right now. You guys hear that bubbles popping? Listen to that. I hope that picks that up. <laughs> yep. And he's got rocket boots. Yeah, he's got the space yeah, jump boots, which around. is a good thing because he's going into the next room to pick up the motherfucking morph ball upgrade. Yeah, it turns into Samus Aran for a second, <laughs> rolls around in a ball. There's this uh, big glowing object in a large glowing cylindrical tube. Anybody that has played any Metroid game or any space game, period. Or seen an mm-hmm. Indiana Jones movie. That's yeah. what this made me think of. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Like they, Lost Ark, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. The awesome relic is floating in the anti-grab chamber and now he's got to grab it but it's not that simple he can't just reach over and grab it yeah. force field. so he uses this triangle device that generates gravity and pulls things to itself and he pulls it through the force field which I which thought is, was a pretty yeah. cool device and, like a little have. bit before that yeah we see this thing that we later find out spoiler, is one of the most powerful items in the universe and yeah, it's just sitting in this random yeah. place with no one guarding it I mean it has a force field around it but there's no actual person in there protecting it. Right after we see that, we see more ships swoop in of these guys who mm-hmm. come in a little later and try to bust his Yeah, ass. the Fremen show up. Yeah, the Fremen from Dune show up. <laughs> Although, obviously evil the music was. Uh, Instantaneously yeah. as soon as those first chords hit, I was yeah. like, oh, there's the bad guys. Speaking of music, what do you guys think about the score? It wasn't bad, but it was kind of generic. Yeah, bit. I didn't think it was that great. My thoughts on the score were that most uh, movie scores these days are very unmemorable. And this one was like slightly better than a lot of other ones. It's not that good, but I didn't think it was that bad either. The Fremen show up. He's like, whoa, dudes, guys, chill out. I'm just hanging around. I'm just a junker. I'm gonna sell this thing. And they're, like, asking him, like, how do you know about you this guys... shit? What's going on? Okay, so you get Star-Lord shows up, and then you got these other guys show up. Was that a coincidence? Did he trip a silent alarm? What's I don't know. I would on? like to know. I didn't know. see him trip an alarm. I think it was just a coincidence. Like, they just happened to show up right after he got there. That oh, like is... they were looking for it, too? <laughs> like, the fact that he's out picking this thing up would presumably mean that it's common knowledge to all like the space bandits, space bounty hunters, whatever. So these guys are obviously working for what's his face, Ronan. They would know about it by now, and then they show mm. up. He just happened to get there first. But that they would show up on the same afternoon. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's, happen. that's you're getting into space logic. Tread lightly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like um, I'll stop around if I want. Like <laughs> what they wanted to do is make it like Star Wars, where you just kind of start in on the action. Shit's already in motion, and you're just jumping in at some point. Chalking something up like 
that to a coincidence to me. I thought it was lazy. It is pretty lazy. I'd like to know what the relationship is between the orb and these guys. Star-Lord tries to talk his way out of it, but they won't take words for him. No, oh, yeah, the head bad guy who I named uh, Black and Blue. This guy was awesome. How Jimon Hansu, yeah. Peter plays it up. Like, he's trying to pass himself off as someone who's way cooler than he thinks he is. I think this whole Star-Lord bit... Star-Lord. My name's Star-Lord. Do you know about Star-Lord? Yeah. Apparently, Peter wasn't a cool enough space name for him. To be fair, if you got taken into space against your will, you were never going to see Earth again or whatever like that. Would you give yourself a new name or would you keep the yeah, one Yeah, I mean, plus had? back then, I mean, Peter was like a slang term for penis. I would change it. And all anyway. aliens know that. They know. They're up on the down. <laughs> yeah, they are, dude. They <laughs> so, totally um, are. So he's trying to create this alias for himself, Star-Lord. He doesn't strike me as a Star-Lord. No. What well, stars first, is he the Lord of? Well, first exactly. off, why pick something that fucking corny? People uh, are going to laugh at you. You go up to a bar and it's like, yeah, can I get a drink? My name's Star-Lord and some work around here. Yeah. Who the hell are you, man? Yeah, it's man? like that Old Spice ad. It's like, I challenge you to an honor duel. Yeah, it's just like, Because I am lost. the Star-Lord. It's like changing your name to Trash Boat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a cooler name. Anyway. Yeah, fuck yeah. What would you give yourself? Or would you give yourself? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. It would be a massive undertaking. But that's definitely not Star-Lord, I don't think. No, that's too cheesy. Yeah, I love how bummed out he looks, though, when he tells him that. And he's like, who? And he's like, come on, Yeah, man. like, nobody gives a shit about his stupid nickname. Except yeah, no, him he's in the whole movie. fucking nerd. Yeah, he's a dweeb. <laughs> so, yeah, they get in, like, a big crazy fight. And it's like, yeah, big surprise. He gets away. And he blows open the walls. He gets his helmet on. He jettisons him out with his jet boots. I had kind of a laugh here when he's running away. He turns around to see the black and blue guy. Like, he jumped down and started running after him. Like, it's not phased by yeah. his escapades at all. And then he's immediately like, oh, shit, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude, he's <laughs> totally professional. Running away, like, there's some other guards at his ship waiting for him. So he throws that little gravity generator thing at them. They're all pulled to the device, and he's yeah. able to get away. So I that was cool. I wondered if it was a gravity thing or, like, a metal detector. The orb was made out of metal. Maybe, like, some of their suits were made out of metal, too. Wait, but, would, yeah, maybe it was gravity. Maybe. It, it would probably be gravity, because if it was, like, a magnet, that would mess with, like, all the electronic stuff, wouldn't yeah, it? I, guess that's I don't know true. if we have magnetic shielding on all our technology these days. Yeah, but his ship was far enough away that it wouldn't have been damaged by it. Oh, that's true, I guess. I don't know. It shows you that he's a pretty resourceful dude and a pretty yeah. witty dude. And yeah, he's been at this for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he gets back in his ship and there's like the big, dumb, fucking slow motion shot. Yeah, ooh, Adrian. There's a few shots. As I just called it. Look how fucking cool this shit is. <laughs> shot. Oh, yeah. And that was the first one. And then he gets back in his ship and he wakes up some really sunburned woman with a European accent. And he can't remember her name. Yeah, what was her name? Mary? Uh, maybe. I wrote Merits, but maybe she said Mary. She had an accent. Demerits. Well, it's not like he could remember her name either. I mean, I feel pretty bad. I tried to get it. Oh, well. It was just a space babe that he picked up. Like, that's it. Do you I think, think she, like... Big bang. Yeah, like, she was wearing one of his shirts. What do they go before? Like, did they just go, like, sunbathing near a No, sun, I think that's like, just the natural color clothes? of her skin. Yeah, she's an alien. You see a few people that they're this weird shade of... C. Riley's fucking pinkish red. John C. Riley. Yeah. Like to see his like wife and daughter later, and they're like red turnip people. And they blast off, and we hear a song by the Raspberries. Yeah, we see that he has a tape deck in his spaceship. He has a troll doll. Yeah, classic nostalgic. Cool, I guess. Nostalgic like all quotes. kinds of nostalgia yeah. memorabilia. And then this blue guy from Alabama yells at him over Skype. Yeah, he doesn't want to take the call at first, but that woman that he has on board answers the call for him. Yeah, he he's like, no, 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 no. Oh. He knows he's in trouble. That's where we find out that he belongs to a group of space pirates known as. Ravagers. Correct. Yeah, the blue guy, Merle, Smurf mode. He's the head of these guys and he's phoning them in saying that, hey, you've been out against our orders. You're going solo. When we stick together, we're a family. Yeah, family yeah. sticks together.
together. Remember when I rescued you? He's Remember like, that? oh yeah, rescued, right. That's <laughs> Peter hangs up on him and Merle puts a bounty on him. He's like, that's it. Put a bounty on him. We're going to go get him. And we're going to... 40,000 space bucks. 40 lodge. He wants him alive though. And you're like, you're going chopped on that boy. And I'm like, I didn't go chopped on that boy. I'm going to go hard on you, son. Exactly. Fuck <laughs> fucking pulls, pulls a knife. out a whip. Oh, a knife and a whip. Yeah, he stabs him and he whips him. Um, yeah, <laughs> he takes that knife. This is intense. I think that the guy who said he was going soft is right. That's what I thought was like he is pissed off at this guy, but he's like kind of like a son to him. He doesn't really want to kill him. And he's kind of like almost raised this guy, right? Yeah, since the age since of eight, like eight or ten. Yeah. They refer to the Earth as Terra a lot of the time oh, yeah. in this movie, which is gets the Latin word for Earth. Pissed the Ravagers yeah, wanted this orb for the whole group, but Star-Lord is fucking taking it for himself and going mm. against the group, and that's why he's, he's in hot water. Yeah. He's doing lone wolves. And he's like, yeah. Shotguns only on fucking blackout. Shotguns and swords. <laughs> And it's like, it oh, is. yeah, we're family. Our family motto, then, is steal from everyone, is how he puts it. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, touche, man. And then we go to Dark Aster. I don't know if that's short for Asteroid. I yeah. think it's just called Dark Aster. Like, that's the name of this quadrant of That's space. how black um, fucking metal I figured it, it was the name for the spaceship that he's on. Because uh, they're like this long black spaceship that he's on. Yeah, yeah. it could be. That's but, probably uh, it. This, we um, get this guy in the fetal position just being raised being up Being born a from ooze. a black pool. <laughs> it's like that pool from Super Mario 64, remember that? One. Yeah, it was pretty I weird. Do and he just emerges from the cosmic goo, and he has a bunch of women dress him and put his makeup on. Yeah, they give him a sponge bath. They draw lines on his face. How do you think he looked? Did he look menacing? Did he look scurry? He looked kind of stupid to me. He looked like he was going to a concert. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he kind of saying the Sabbath was too black? Or? No, his cradle was too filthy. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't contain his galaxy. Yeah, he was the bass filthy. player for Cradle Filth. <laughs> no, he was the rejected bass player. They tried yeah. him out for like two weeks, and he just yeah, back couldn't when, like, cut it. Back when they're first starting out. That's though. why he's so pissed. This guy sucks. Yeah, that's why he wants revenge on the universe. Yeah, he's, he was an old man's child. He's so fucking metal. But that's all I can think he's of. He's a chimera. <laughs> a lamb of God. Yeah, he's the leader of space ISIS. He's mm-hmm. like going on about his religious dogma. He wants to destroy Xandor. What is Xandor? Xandor, Xandor is like, Xandor like Sodom or is... One of those kinds of places. Xandar is the like planet the... where John T. Riley hangs out. It's yeah. like the capital of the universe. The, of like the, the Fucking, yeah, like the fucking Federation. It's uh, Cloud yeah. City. Kind yeah, of it's like. best. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it was kind of hard to figure out though because when this guy talks, he's just like <clears throat> he's kind of like Batman a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, My name's no, And then his green henchwoman shit. tries to speak up for him. He's like, do not speak for me. The blue henchwoman. <laughs> so that's what happens, right? Doesn't the blue android step up? And she's like, yo, I'll English find guy. this for you. Before that, this is an English guy because apparently about 40% of the space population is British. And yeah, like Star Wars. In, in like everything, basically. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this guy's like, you will never conquer Thandor. What was that? Oi! <laughs> I think it did about three different accents in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't pick on one, so he tried to roll with all three. Roll with it. Keep on rolling, rolling, yeah, rolling, rolling. Like, you one. will never conquer Xandor. And he's like, I will not conquer it. I will cleanse it. And then he bashes his head in with a giant hammer. Yeah, he's got the gravity oh, yeah, hammer. Right. <laughs> it cuts away, and then it yeah. cuts to like blood flowing into this weird chalice. Like, it's oh, a that's too, right. This scene would have been awesome if this movie had like an R rating. It would have just been like, oh, just 
honestly, it's one of those I kind of wish it did. He was one of those people he's seen like a weird movie, like a sci-fi movie, and it's like, what do you do for fun? You know, the Baron, he Ar- was, Baron uh, Conan, we know what he did for fun. He did some weird What shit. about Brad Dorr from uh, Alien Resurrection? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the scientist, no. he was like, oh, my beautiful babies. It's like this guy just hangs out in this big spaceship made out of rocks. And there's got, no TV or anything. He just hangs out in his murder den He all just day. studies yeah. his... I didn't see any books religion. in there. I don't know if he just meditates all day. I don't know. What does he do all day? He stands up, he gets dressed, and he kills people. He just hates all day? He's yeah. Just yeah, he just sits on <laughs> All day. That's what that pool was. It was a pool of haterade. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how he gets his daily time. dose of haterade. You have to murder someone with a gravity hammer. He sends Gamora after the orb, and he pisses off the blue android. Yeah, he's a little jealous. Yeah, he's like, don't speak for me. And the green one was the favorite. And you find out there's a little bit of sibling rivalry. They're actual sisters, but Ronan isn't their father, right? Ronan is their brother, and their father is the guy who wants the orb, who's saying he'll blow up I don't understand the relationship between Ronan and Thanos. I think it's his father. Thanos is the man in the chair, right? I don't think so, though, because, yeah, he calls him like, oh, you Kree weirdo. (laughs) Flying Thanos isn't a Kree, but Ronan is, so they aren't even, like, the same species. Yeah, I thought that they actually killed their birth father, and then he, like, took their place. Maybe. Or his plays. The way I wonder about Cree, because it's the name of an Indian tribe in real life. Could be. Probably coincidence. Cut yeah, to. It's coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut to Xandar, which is the capital of the Nova Empire. Very nice, tranquil place. It looks a little bit like yeah. a Balam Garden from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was a lot like that. Oh, you gotta go get my fucking my Guardian Force summoned for class. <laughs> Don't be like Squall. Well, they also oh, show man. where it is, yes. which is right next to two stars but somehow it's perfectly habitable hey man all right fine don't question it space logic they probably got like a planet shield or something like that (laughs) yeah do you think they like inhabited it later they just came to it years down the road because you are right realistically those stars should roast that place yeah it'd be like mercury in our solar system you know maybe that's why they're all pink yeah maybe they all do have sunburn yeah yeah (laughs) you got a stan lee sighting at 18 minutes and one second hitting on some way too young girls yeah, he's very, very young. He's still a player playing that game, I guess. Yeah, you see this raccoon with this weird New York accent. He's just kind of passively insulting everyone he sees. He's like, look he's at this watching... Oh, Yeah, he's looking for Star-Lord walking through the city because they're trying to collect his bounty on his head. Well, I think that's what that scanner thing is. Like, he's identifying who they are. And yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, look, as a kid. Oh, that's so he's like stupid. He's look insulting them. Wuss. Yeah, it's like uh, Sly Cooper. Crybaby bitch. Yeah. But he's scoping out bounties, so it's, yeah, it's a rocket raccoon and a Groot, who Mm -hmm. is drinking from a fountain. Which I guess is a no-no. It's unsanitary. I would assume it was probably dirty. But he's a Groot man. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we should just, we didn't didn't really describe him when we were talking about, but what does Groot look like? So Groot is a tree person, basically made out of wooden branches. He he doesn't wear clothes. He's a tall, wooden creature. He doesn't wear clothes. He's like a wooden golem. He has a face and everything. He has little beady eyes and a mouth. And on his body, it looks like exposed muscle, but it's really just a bunch of tangled roots together. That was actually was yeah, really I read cool. that's what they're going for, was something that, the way he's constructed, it would look like a muscular system, even though it's just branches and roots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was a really cool design, It was I definitely, think. it was interesting. It's not really a dumb character. He's just really simple, like, he's yeah. Groot. Like, that's it. He says it over and over, because that's all he can say. All but he, he emotes yeah, it like differently depending on what he's trying to say. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, he's <laughs> basically a Pokemon, that's what I was thinking about the other even day. Even the name being, like, a lot of Pokemon 
It's like almost a real word, but a little off. Yeah. He is the Pokemon Groot, and he <laughs> used to only say Groot, Groot, but now he says I am Groot, and he's working up to Meowth status. Remember Meowth? Yeah, I remember. He's the Pokemon I that spoke do. fluent English. I, he was my favorite. Spending. He was always yeah. He was great. Actually, he was yeah. my favorite Pokemon because he was the only one that was like a real character. He was fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. They spot Star Lord on their bounty scanner and like, oh, let's get this ass. Star Lord, he goes into an intergalactic pawn shop. Yeah, he goes to Pawn Stars. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was nicer than that. Yeah, it goes place to was American Class dude. <laughs> the capital C. It's like, I got this orb that I got from Storage Wars. How much can I get this? This guy known <laughs> simply as the broker. And yes. as soon as he mentions Ronan, he's like, fuck no. No, get this out of get here. Get the hell out of my store. Anything to do with this. Not even going to deal with that. He just got thrown out of the pawn shop. He sees. Yeah, She Hulk is hanging out. <laughs> yeah, looking sexy, suckling on some shit. <laughs> She's eating some apple. Yeah, or lollipop. Okay. Uh, yeah, lollapalooza. Yeah, she's <laughs> sucking on the whole show. She asks him what's wrong, and he's like, "Oh man, he just backed out on a deal, and now I got this fucking stupid rock and no one to sell it with. Might as well just announce it to the world that he's holding a priceless relic. Come get it." And yeah. uh, she does. She walks in, acting all happy, like, "Yeah, yeah, you got problems. I'll help you out with it." Then she just kicks him, grabs the orb, and runs. She's gone. And then we dive into this chase scene, this ball hot potato sequence. He throws this weird. <laughs> like red jump rope thing at her around yeah, her legs and knocks her over but she's able to like quickly tie it off but he gets the orb yeah. after that yeah. and he's running off with it now and then all of a sudden Groot and Rocket jump in they try to stuff him chaos. in a sack Groot tries to get Gamora in the sack and he's like no not her the other one you idiot he's like really frustrated with this yeah, he's like guy. genders this whole action sequence is to set up their abilities mm -hmm. like what they can do what they're capable of Groot is a plant man he can regenerate himself he's tough he can use his roots and he's also a Pokemon because all he says is like Groot. Mm -hmm. oh, this is his own name. I thought this was a really good way to tie in all the characters to bring them all together yes. and show them that all too. off. She gets the upper hand on him so mm -hmm. he's kicking the crap out of Star-Lord there. Beats him half to death. <laughs> Rocket and Groot kind of save his ass. They serve as like a huge distraction and then all of a sudden whoop whoop it's the sound of the beast the police show up. Get the 5-0 yeah. and bust them all. Put them in like spotlights that hold them in place. <laughs> this is wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, busted. John T. Riley saves the day. He was awesome. Yeah, oh, so awesome. happy to see him. Yeah, and every scene he was in, it was like, yes. There's yeah, something about guy. the way he talks that just makes everything so much funnier to me. All of his lines end up sounding way funnier than I think they should be. Yeah, he, any right to just, be. he just yeah. has a funny sounding voice, but he also has great timing. Yes, yeah. he does. Like, he's a very good actor. Mm -hmm. That is definitely the case. He goes to like a teleconference with Glenn Close, who is the prime minister or something of the planet system. That was Glenn Close, wasn't it? Huh. Oh, she looked familiar. She's talking to some guy from the Cree government. This Ronin guy is killing a bunch of kids and destroying everything. <laughs> he's like, like, whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Like, he does this motion that you can't hear. Mm -hmm. He kind of closes his hand and it's like, yeah, talk to the hand. And <laughs> just terminates the little video conference. And then she calls him a prick, which was pretty funny. And so then we see the gang. They're being sent to the killing. The kiln. It's a maximum security prison in outer space. Space. space jail. Space Alcatraz. But they yeah. do like a little rundown with John T. Riley and Peter Serafinowicz, oh. voice of Darth Maul, also oh. in the TV show Space, using Shaun of the Dead. They do this rundown of who all 
all these people are. And Gamora is the adopted daughter of Thanos. Rocket is the result of illegal experimentation. Pete's reaction is, what a bunch of a-holes. Yeah. And they get sent to jail, which is basically just a hollowed-out asteroid somewhere. And we see a bunch of banter between our heroes as they're being escorted to their cells. We learn that Rocket has broken out of 23 prisons, and he's confident that he's going to make it 24. <laughs> We're getting out. We're getting out. It's going to happen. I love how he just keeps saying that. He's it's also never yeah. heard of the species called Raccoon. Star-Lord refers to him as a raccoon. He's like, what the hell is a raccoon? Yeah, that was pretty funny. We find out that Groot can only say, I am Groot. I love the line of Rocket. He's like, he don't talk good like you and me. Yeah, so his vocabulistics like is slow yeah. or something. To me, he sounds like that dude from Yu-Gi-Oh. Hey, you. Fucking, uh, what's Joey? Yeah, Joey. Joey. <laughs> Joey. Joey Wheeler. You got him, you. Oh, man, that show was fucked. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty nuts. Yo, move! Yeah, Star-Lord there. He freaks out because this guard took his tape. So he's like telling him to put it in the evidence box or his belongings. He's like, that's belongings. my song. Fucking Uga Chaka by Blue Sweet, 1973. <laughs> that song belongs to me. And, and he gets tased. Yeah, I guess yeah, he's like, don't tase me, bro. Yeah, this <laughs> um, over and over, like he didn't just do it once. He did it multiple times. Well, he kept yeah, like yelling at him. <laughs> he was like, fine, fine, do it again. Shows him getting deloused. They spray orange gack all over him. This is yeah, when... Like Nickelodeon slimed. Chris Pratt. Yeah, this is when he's looking... Uh, pretty hot and tempting right now. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> well, you see Rocket, some evidence of his experimental past. He's got, like, mm. these weird scabs or something all over his back is what it looks like. They look me. like um, yeah. metal implants. It's his surgeries, I guess. Oh. They enhanced him that much. So we get a glimpse of, like, how much pain he's actually in early on. Like, pretty graceful how he deals with it, I guess. He's kind of an asshole. This is another day of the office. For yeah, like, he still he's, gets to do what he loves. He's, he's learned how to cope with it, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, this jail is huge. It's, like, the size of a city. It's co-ed yeah that's what <laughs> i thought that was weird it's which is different from earth yeah. for sure you got a bunch of male and female aliens all yeah. together it's also all kinds of different species of aliens too yeah what the fuck's gonna happen yeah that's that would they, be like the worst place to go to anything. well that's what they say is like they don't care what we do to each other in the jail as long as we don't get out they don't yeah. give a shit they just throw us all in together chaos and this giant blue guy wants to do it with star lord he's like oh I'm yeah gonna Grease you up and go crazy. Root comes in and shoves his roots up his nose, twiddles his brain. We see Lloyd Kaufman oh, yeah, yelling Lloyd from the Kaufman second story. Is one of the prisoners in this movie, which I thought was pretty cool. I like that he was there. Uh, yeah, Groot and Rocket Raccoon they intervene, they alpha up. I kind of wish it wasn't PG thirteen for this sequence. I feel like the fact that they were held back with how many f bombs they could drop, kind of, or like the violence, like seeing Groot's root come out of could've his like just, forehead. Yeah, if it was R. I guess he could have like just ripped his whole face off. That would have been kind of cool. cool. Well, you see Batista. He was like sitting just here. eating lunch, dude. <laughs> he's making a little lunchable pizza. His voice is biding his time. Yeah. It's like he's going to kill Gamora whenever he gets a chance. Yeah. He can't wait. He knows revenge is a dish. Best He'll have his cold. revenge. He yeah. will. <laughs> oh, yeah. TJ's so revenge. Yeah. <laughs> And they all just kind of sleep on top of each other on the floor. That was like the sleeping arrangement it looked like. It was like the first night and the rape posse come along and they just fucking grab her immediately. They're sleeping on the ground and then it cuts to her and they've already got her. I would have liked to have seen some kind of a 
fight or something between her and the Lynchmon. Yeah, but she's like a human weapon. She's way better at fighting than almost everyone. And you just see her just get dragged off. You don't see any kind of a struggle at all. Yeah, well, you see Star-Lord when he follows her over and he tries to break it up. You see that she does kick ass and takes it into her own hands. Yeah, eventually. I think she was just waiting it out. She had to wait it out. That guy had his favorite knife. I don't don't know. I don't see that happening. (laughs) I feel like there would have been a fight before that. Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. And Batista comes in. He's going to kill her. He's like, no, this is my fight. And yeah, you get some of his backstory. You know that Ronan killed his wife and daughter. Hardcore beef. He's got a huge beef. um, Beef renal. He guesses that his sister or whatever she is is like the next best thing. So yeah, she's mine. Go down. Yeah. Go down. And then you see that Star-Lord fucking comes in and tries to save her. And I remember wondering why. And I guess it was because she had the orb that he wanted. Why does he care? With what I thought the first time I saw it. Well, it could have been that. Either that or it was... He's not a heartless monster. It's like, that's some green poon tank that he could be hitting. He's only been Uh, doing pink chicks. He's got to change the palette. Oh, fucking Star-Lord? Probably. Yeah, he was explaining to Batista that Ronan will Ronan come for her. would want to kill her anyway. She's an enemy of Ronan, so enemy <laughs> of enemies, my friend, kind of deal. But he keeps that knife that he demanded from that other inmate, and he's a little upset. That, that was my favorite knife. That was my yeah. favorite knife. That was a funny line. Dude, rules. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really do it justice, but it was really funny. That guy is really upset about Yeah, because the whole time while uh, Pete's trying to do the whole diplomacy thing with Big Red there, he keeps looking at that guy for, like, support, and he just fucking throws him under the bus, like, every time. He's putting the line across his neck. He's like, everyone knows that this is right, right? And the other guy's like, yeah, yeah. Gamora wants to sell this piece for 4 billion units. She'll split it with them. So that's a big payday. Groot comes in with, I am Groot. And everyone forgets (laughs) about Groot. And they're like, oh, make it five members. Yeah, it's like that running gag where they're like, he doesn't count as a person because he's just a tree. And everyone forgets about Yeah, what's the tree going to do with money? And cut away to (laughs) Ronin hanging out in World Galaxy of Ronin headquarters. This weird hologram comes up and it looks like Snook from the new Star Wars movie or something. And he's explains that Gamora is a traitor. Now he's going after her, too, I guess. Some stupid shit in space about Gamora leaving the Saints. I was like, who the fuck cares about this shit? I hate this character so much. And I hate Ronan. He tells him to suck his dick, basically. Drop below. They go to the Sanctuary, the domain of Thanos, and they hang out in the small asteroid where they can somehow speak, breathe, and enjoy normal gravity, even though they're on a small <laughs> asteroid. But maybe they had some stuff installed to make it work. But I don't know. But yeah, we see yeah, Gamora's sister is part robot. Ronan just slaughters that spokesman guy from earlier. Yeah, he like tells him he's coming to visit. It doesn't even have the audacity to face him. He won't even look at him. I guess being the emperor of space, it's so great that it's incomparable to anything else. You just do whatever you want. Yeah, you're the emperor. And yeah, we see that guy, man. If chins could kill, this guy's <laughs> got a hell of a chin. And he basically calls Ronan a punk-ass bitch. Yeah, to right his to his face. face. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. God. That's pretty sick, dude. It was hard to watch. Yeah, it was blacked that out. Hard. Cuts back to the prison. All of the guardians of whatever, they <laughs> come up with their whole escape plan. Yeah, rockets explaining everything. What at the people need to steal table. to get out of the jail. Yeah, they need basically like what? A battery, some kind of like power generator, and, it, guy's and that guy's leg. leg. Tell Star Lord that needs somebody's leg. That man. guy's prosthetic leg. Yeah, yeah. Groot fucks up because he does shit in the wrong order, takes a battery out, and then can mix all the power. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 while they're talking about off. it, like he just goes and does it. Just a mass prison riot just starts. Everybody goes 
fucking crazy. Oh yeah. And yeah. all these like security bots and they like swarm around Groot. Yeah, and he just like oh, I am Groot and starts smashing yeah, was, everything yeah, all over yeah, the place. Power that yell. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I am Groot. Like, Superman. Yeah. Another one of those like things that, where, felt like we're supposed to like all stand up and cheer like yeah, go Groot, get him. <laughs> Because he's got all the powers. Now he's Whatever. got sh wood shield. Yeah, arms. he grows more roots and branches to protect himself. Rocket runs around, jumps on his back, and he's like, You idiot, how am I supposed to defend myself if I don't have my equipment? So Batista tosses him a machine gun type it's of thing. Slow, slow motion. motion. He's like, Hey, Rodin. <laughs> and he like catches it, and he's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of like masturbatory. And we got like and, this uh, orgasmic flurry of bullets and it, everywhere. And it shows us the, like the FPS view for a second. Yeah, and he's like, oh! The camera's like spinning around them crazy, and they're both like screaming, and it's yeah. a pretty cool shot. Like, I mean, it looks it pretty cool very when it's exciting. Yeah. I thought it was pretty silly. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's a fucking wet blanket, but it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Got your fucking gun. And, yeah, I just think security's a joke in this place. Yeah, yeah right? it's, it's terrible. Like, where are the snipers? You think they'd have snipers or like something? Five dumbasses are able to fuck up this whole jail by themselves. Yeah, it's just like the janitors of the security squad. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they have do. to fight they, them they off with mobs. Then they stroll into the command post thing, and I guess um, we're all supposed to like cheer now. It's slow motion. They're all standing there in that light orange glow and there's steam everywhere when the door is open look it's just like cool look at our are. fucking heroes kids uh, and yeah they, like Root grabs this one guy the guy in the command post or whatever by the just Root. throws him out like a piece he of trash he murdered that guy he's dead that guy's yeah, totally dead he's never dead. seen his family again nope. oh well you see Drax do the same thing he looks like Kratos like he's Kratos yeah he basically is Kratos like he grabs a robot and he pulls it apart with his bare hands like that move in the game it's fucking nuts Rocket's hacking skills are put to the test. Yeah, and yeah. He, he reveals that the leg thing was just a joke. Star-Lord places it and he's like, here you go. He's so proud that he got it. He's like, yo, here you go. I so contributed. Units, dude. It's like, oh, I thought that would be a funny thing. That's not funny. Nobody thinks that's funny. Well, no, like, you nobody funny? does. He was no. so concerned about his plan being executed perfectly mm -hmm. and was so irritated with Groot for fucking it up and then Star-Lord, he sends him on a wild goose chase <laughs> when he could have been doing something helpful. Uh, whatever. Supposed and, to be uh, funny, I guess. Yes, but I don't, I don't think so. And Batista's throwing out a lot of $10 words around, and he's yeah. like, yeah, don't call me a thesaurus. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want to take orders from a walking thesaurus. <laughs> a walking thesaurus. A walking thesaurus. A walking thesaurus. Oh, my goodness, a walking thesaurus. And that's when Rocket <laughs> says that. Because people are, like, super literal. Anything you say goes right over their head, and he's like, nothing, nothing goes, goes over their head. <laughs> I would catch it. My reflexes are too fast. Gamora's like, I'm surrounded by the biggest idiot in the galaxy. Oh, boy, <laughs> this is gonna be quite an adventure. And it's like, they did just, like, <laughs> Save your life. Be a little more grateful. But whatever. And then the riot squad shows up. But the RPGs of love. Rocket. He disables the gravity after they get shot at like four times. And all the guys on the ground start floating around. But they still have gravity. Oh yeah, because he shut off gravity everywhere else in the prison, but that pod that they yeah. were in, which yeah. can detach from the thing. That yeah, and then in. he summons like little thrusters. On yeah, the he bottom, summons so all like these other like around. robots, the other robotic sentry guns. Yeah, he uses their thrusters to push them forward through yeah. the. Tunnels. Funny line about pants folding. They 
folded your clothes. They just crumpled mine up into a ball. That's rude. Yeah, they get out and they get into like the lockers funny. where their stuff is. And Star Lord's looking through his backpack and he's like, "Oh no, it's not here. It's not here. Oh no." He's like, "Here, take the bag. The orb's in there. I gotta go take care of something." And he's... he goes back to get the tape from yeah. that blue guy who took it from him in the first place. <laughs> I got flashbacks from Shrek. I, I fell on the floor. My pupils yeah. dilated. Yeah. Yeah. shaking Shrek backs we got the Pina Colada song oh great <sighs> the alien listens to it. he likes it though he's really into it shooting guys in the hallway but then like one guy like he broke his neck and he's like oh my neck yeah and then he just shoots him yeah he shoots him again down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> deplorable man brutality <laughs> I don't understand how this mask that all it does is cover your face makes it so that you can breathe that I doesn't make sense I don't understand it like but, I mean we've got I don't know I guess it's space like so. we got rebreathers that work underwater couldn't you apply that to the vacuum of space? We just have oxygen tanks. We just have oxygen tanks, right? I thought so anyway. It just floats <laughs> from the prison back out to his ship. I was wondering how he didn't die in space, but whatever. Nothing happens. And he's like, what did you go back for? Batista says. He's all proud. He's like got that camaraderie. Like, what did you get, brother? What are the spoils what is, of war? What is your trophy? <laughs> what is your treasure? Ship yeah. is so treasure. He plants that Walkman in his hands. It's like you're an imbecile. And it's That's like, dude, come funny. on. He's a sentiment. Man. And they're just dicking around in the spaceship now. We get yeah, they the, all just make themselves at home. Like Rocket starts like taking apart his ship. We get the gratuitous booty shot as oh. Gamora is walking up the steps. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, "This place mm. is filthy." And he's like, <laughs> "Somebody said run a mop through this." Somebody fucking stop stupid man. place. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, player. "Oh, I could put a black light on this place, and it look like a Jackson Pollock painting." Yeah. I <laughs> believe he jacks off all over everywhere, the walls, arcing ropes of and. Onion juice all over this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Just, Star Lord is a pig, basically a man child. He's a little baby boy. He's a man bitch. Mm -hmm. So they cut back to the jail, and Ronan and that blue woman are going around investigating, like, hey, what happened to these people? <laughs> Beating everyone up. And they're like, like cleanse this place. They're like executing them. It's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, they're just gonna kill everyone, so there's no word about <laughs> what happened. So fucked up. Michael Rooker goes and hangs out at the pawn shop. He's looking at the knickknacks. He's like, huh, I could use one of these put it on, on, the up on my control panel. <laughs> and the shop guy is great he's like I can't tell if he's being serious or not and his other guy is just like alright he totally is he's got a whole bunch of them he's asking the broker guy who tried to sell his ball he's like our clients are very and he just keeps talking over yeah. he's like bibble boobble bibble ball he's driving Austin him powers. yeah he's just purposely acting like a mm -hmm. dick just to piss him off and he busts out his magic wand when the guy won't answer him because uh, he has this really cool weapon right it's like a steel arrow that he controls it, via yeah, whistle this weird metal skewer that's got like these orange LEDs on it. And when he uses it, his mohawk glows too. Yeah. I didn't even notice that, but that's cool. I didn't yeah. either. That's pretty sweet. He controls it so it stops like a millimeter short of this guy's forehead <laughs> and he scares the information out of him. And then it cuts to Benicio Del Toro hanging out in his weird museum that he has. Anthony Bourdain shows up. <laughs> <laughs> no reservations. <laughs> He's telling his slave girl yeah. to fucking scrub harder. The yeah. floors are not clean enough. Yeah, you see behind him like in a tank it looks like he has Nosferatu in there I took it as an elf from like Middle Earth it cuts back to the spaceship builds into David Bowie and they go to this weird place the way they described it was the severed head of an ancient celestial being it's this giant floating dead head in space it's like a mining colony I guess yeah. they mine the bone and the spinal fluid and it's everything. like a really valuable resource yeah. powers a lot of stuff which I guess this ties back into the Thor comic books I don't know shit about yeah, Thor. Yeah, anybody listening that knows about that, I guess that's what it's supposed Tell to be. Tell us about it. It's about as much as I 
remember. It's <laughs> something to do with the Thor. Books. It's kind of cool though. I like how it explains like it is this place where you can get this volatile resource, and it's like basically the black market. They've mentioned there's basically no laws here. The only people that work here are outlaws. They're talking about outlaws, right? After mm -hmm. they land. Yeah, Rocket's been there quite a few times. He is a true outlaw. And Charles like prisons. I come from Planet of Outlaws. John Dillinger, Bonnie Clyde, John <laughs> yeah. Stamos. I didn't get the Star John Lord's Stamos trying joke. Oh, I guess because he's supposed to be cool, right? Yeah, is John he Stamos. To be cool? I don't think so. I guess he's supposed to be considered. Maybe cool. in 1988 he was cool. That's yeah. the last thing you can remember. Yeah, yeah that's John right. Stamos is stuck in a tree. <laughs> it's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> John Stamos down. down. All fire department. There's all these ragamuffin, dirty little kids running around the street. He's like, like watch oh, your wallets. Groot gives look a nice little flower. Look how nice this was cheesy. This was easy cheese. Oh, this was like Frankenstein when he gives yeah. her that flower, and then I was like, okay, now he's gonna like break her back. Right? <laughs> like, that's what's gonna, gonna happen. Throw her into a pool of piss. <laughs> he just puts his, he puts his hand on her head lovingly, like he's just gonna caress her cheek, and then his plant arm like eats her. Yeah, by accident, he's like, oh Groot, oh I'm Groot, oh I'm Groot. Oh, Groot. plant food, miracle grow. <laughs> Mora and Star Lord are off doing whatever the hell they're doing. The boys with the Z, Groot and Rocket and Batista, they all go and get drunk and watch like a space cockfight, basically. Yeah, they're gambling. These weird lizards chasing each other around and eating each other on a big board. Because they gotta kill the time while they're waiting for the uh, buyer guy to get ready. Batista was all like, Oh, I'm the winner again, because I'm always the winner. Let's put more of this liquid yeah. into our bodies. <laughs> he was grumbling, like, what are we gonna do to kill the time? This is boring. Yeah. Gamora and Star-Lord are talking about her backstory. Thanos isn't actually her father. He killed her parents and then used torture, I guess, as yeah. a way to make her into a living weapon. Star-Lord is hanging out with her on the balcony outside, and he's the one listening to her, and he starts talking about Walkman after she asks him why he went back for that. And mm. he explains that it was a gift from his mom. Yep. He loves his mama. Mm. Yeah, he's mom's boy. Probably and he talks about dancing and how great dancing is and how great Kevin Bacon is or something. Footloose and... Tells her that it's a story about a town full of people with sticks up their butt and this yeah. guy like dances it out of them and she's like, who, who put, put the sticks, sticks up their butts? butts? It's like, that's not the point it's of the story. <laughs> I didn't really care about what they were talking about. I was more invested in the, uh, the space yeah. background. Visually, the shots look nice. Yeah, like, this part really of the cool. movie I thought looked really great. The setting. I thought the really whole cool. movie was shot well. I think so too. This was maybe, to me, maybe the best looking part though. She listens to part of his tape and it's playing that song. Cool around, fell in love. It was a weird thing where like they almost kiss and then she almost kills him. She thinks it's a trick that he's playing on her. Because yeah. she knows who he is. The word of mouth because he is a pimp daddy mofo and he's been sleeping <laughs> around like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> She's like, I'm not some starry-eyed waif. Fall under your spell. They notice in the window that the guy's inside. It's getting crazy in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're kind of brawling about. Rocket's yeah. on the ground. He's got a gun pointed <laughs> at Batista. Yeah. Yelling at them that he's not going to take their belligerent comments anymore. I cannot swallow this pill. What's Star-Lord do? He's like, this guy's about to fucking go Columbine. He's like, I gotta stop this. And Rocket's bitching about how much people make fun of him for being a little rat man. He says, I didn't ask for this. You think I actually yeah, I asked did. to yeah, be pulled apart and put back together over and over again? Yeah, he's been subject to all kinds of freaky and tests. Star-Lord, his retort is just stick it out for one night. And then just you're rich. Just one rich. lousy night and you're fucking loaded. You're the richest raccoon in the world. You get like a billion units. 
units. So many units. And uh, the fight kind of diffuses when Batista is like, we've been hanging around doing nothing, and Ronan still isn't dead. And then he just leaves. He walks <laughs> yeah. off to go drunkenly amble about in the alleyways. <laughs> and then we cut to, like, Benicio Del Toro again as the collector. I don't know what he's doing. You see the Soviet space dog. They go um, because he goes to do that, and then she tells him that they're ready. They they're go ready. to his place and talk to Groot. Yeah, I'd like to buy you. After your death, <laughs> of course. Because you're so He asks Groot if Rocket is his pet. Rocket gets a little fumed. And he explains what these orbs are. He calls them the Infinity Stones. They were created around the time of the creation of the universe or something. Whoever controls them has great power. And he is interested in buying it from them. And yeah. is taking it apart and examining it. It makes sure it's really authentic. Then his, like, servant woman from earlier just goes crazy and she just yeah. grabs it. Because, like, after they disassemble it, there's this purple jewel Because that's what we find out about that's them as the well. They're very powerful, but they are extremely volatile as well. If you're not mm -hmm. powerful enough to control them, they'll just basically incinerate you from the inside out and blow you the fuck up. Yeah, they'll yeah. destroy you completely. It shoots fucking magic missile every which way but loose. It's crazy. When the servant girl grabs she's like, I'm not your slave anymore, and then her head just blows up. She yeah, she's just screaming like a baby. But it's all slow-mo, of course, as the yeah. camera circles yeah. around her face as it's peeling away. So they're trying to figure out basically what to do with this thing, and Rocket doesn't give a fuck. Apparently he's a nihilist. It's just like, oh, let's give it to Ronan. Fuck it. Don't even care. Let's, yeah, he doesn't want anything to do with it. Oh, yeah, no, Rocket doesn't want anything to do with it. like, uh, fuck that. Star-Lord's the one who's like, yeah, we'll just sell it to somebody else. Who cares? And mm -hmm. Gamora wants to give it to the Nova Corps, which is probably the smart thing to do. And while all that is going on, we see that Batista is hitting up Ronan on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> he sees a computer while he's ambling about. Well, he, like, threatens a yeah, man he holds, with a knife. Yeah, he holds the yeah, he holds the fucking neat at knife point. Tell me about the fish. He basically trolls Ronan into showing up. <laughs> and at the same... <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> it's just a picture of Ronan's face and a Photoshop dick with the air horn playing <laughs> over and over again. Like, that's what he posted on his fucking Facebook. So, ooh, Batista. You're making me so mad. <laughs> That's, that's motivation enough to get him to come there immediately. Yeah, that's when they see him. He's holding his knives up like so proud. So he's like, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's like, finally, my day is here. I face my enemy. Uh, Michael Rooker shows up at the same time. It's a clusterfuck. So we get another crazy action yeah, pod race. While Batista and Ronan are fighting it out on the ground, everybody else is flying around in these crazy wrecking ball ships, I guess you could say, because um, that's what they use them for. They use them to smash into the enemy ships because yeah, they're like indestructible maintenance ships, or, or and something they just ram like into all the enemy ships. But I mean, they did have a purpose. I don't remember what it was. So Ronan like chokes slams Batista, right? Throws him into think a pool of hot piss at one point. Yeah, he gets a golden shower. I guess it's supposed to be spinal fluid from this dead alien's head that they're all living in. It's like piss to me. Gamora's out there and they're having the big pod race, and Anakin shows up. Her pod gets blown up, and she's just hanging out in space, she's somehow not just exploding. Because like that's what would happen, right? Unless it's not a complete vacuum, but it looks like it pretty much is. It's like a little bit of gas floating around, but not yeah, much. She just starts to freeze. And the blue lady gets the orb, so Star-Lord saves her somehow. He, he just uh, kind of floats out with his little mask on and then puts it, it onto her face. He 
gives himself up to uh, the Ravagers because he knows that they'll come and uh, pick them up. He's betting nope. on the fact that they'll capture them and that they'll both live. Call the cops on himself, basically. So he calls them, flies out, puts on his weird mask thing so he can breathe. Everyone else is telling him that's stupid. It's not worth it. We gotta keep going. We gotta find this orb. Isn't there like a part where Groot saves Drax? He like shoves a sharp root into his chest and he coughs up his? Yeah, he yeah. literally stabs life into Drax yeah. and then he throws up all that breakfast that he ate because all this yellow liquid <laughs> starts coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it's like that part in Spaced where he coughs up paintball juice. And Rocket just basically calls him a weak, weak man mm -hmm. for crying over his dead family. He's like, everyone's got dead people, dude. Shut the hell up. During that entire fight, he was telling Ronan, like, you killed my family. And Ronan was like, well, you know what? For me, it was Tuesday. I don't even remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> for me? It's a day. Tuesday. He apologizes. like, yeah, that was dumb of me to just roid out and almost get the whole planet destroyed. I guess he was sobered I was up off. with that stab. Also, like, forced all the alcohol out of his system, too. Yeah. He opens up the orb. He's got a teleconference going with this Thanos character. And he's like, my boy. <laughs> uh, you're just a little bitch. Yeah, he's shit-talking Ronan. It's like, I'm really sick of you. He grabs the stone and he slams it into his hammer. And now he's got a magical, mystical hammer. And his eyes are glowing. He's powered up. Yeah, he's anti-Thor. He double-crosses his employer. Takes yep. the power for himself. Star-Lord is on the uh, Ravager ship. He's getting reamed out. He's getting bitch-smacked. He's getting the shit Yeah, he, he's talking to him again about, hey, man, these guys could have eaten you, Michael Rooker says, but I stopped him. It's like, that's not really that big of a favor. Like, it's not normal to do anyway. Yeah, normal people don't eat people. <laughs> but he wins them over. Oh, man, we can get the orb together. We'll join forces just like old times. Blue yeah, man group. split the bounty. And he's yeah, sold. it's going to be great. Like, ah, fuck it. You're back on. While all that was going on, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Drax, they all formulate a plan where they're essentially going to threaten them with like a planet buster, it looks like. Yeah, it gives like... them like five seconds to yeah. turn them over or else he's just going to kill everybody. He almost kills everybody anyway. Yeah, they yeah. have to scramble to find the calm to like, no, it's fine, we figured it out. And he's like, you had time. And he's like, five seconds isn't enough time to actually like, stop you from shooting us. Think about it next time, bro. So they have this whole long conversation about a plan and oh, it's only 12% of a plan. Star-Lord says, we're all losers. Yeah, they're the biggest losers. They've all lost people. We all lose things in life, but today we have a chance to give a shit. Using that human mess. diplomacy to and, band everyone And yeah, together. basically after 20 seconds of talking, they all sign up to die. Didn't take much. And then they all stand up, which I thought was really corny, but at least Rocket points it out. It's like, there, we're all standing. A bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. He's pretty much just giving the lowdown, saying that the ship is coming. He's getting ready to evacuate the city because yep. they're coming to just bust everything up. Like, got nothing really stopping them now to do that. John C. Riley, he got a call from Star-Lord telling him what's going on. He describes him as like, yeah, he's an a-hole, but he's not a dick, which took me back to Team America a little bit. They just you know? kind of explained the plan. We're shown the plan being placed as he's explaining it, which is pretty economical. Rocket goes back to that joke about the handicap. When he's explaining the plan, we also need that guy's eye. An eye. Oh, like a cybernetic eye. Speaking of eyes, I <laughs> rolled and rolled and rolled <laughs> because, oh my god. <laughs> right out of your head? That joke was barely funny the first time and they dared to do it again. <laughs> no, it's just poor taste, really. You bet big and lose, don't double down. So Ronan shows up pretty soon after that. Big battle royale begins. So they send up a bunch of smaller ships to deal with it. They Michael Rooker gets shot down pretty quickly. And they call back to the thing earlier it shows his control deck and it's got all like the little knickknacks on his He does panel. have those. Yeah. He actually does. He's strapping in. He has that new glass stuff. frog thing. Yeah. Too. They shoot what looks like this giant field of red to block Ronan's ship's viewpoint and then they all fly downward and uh, start attacking it from below. They link a bunch of those security ships from earlier that were indestructible and they were slamming into other ships. They do that too but they yeah. don't do that until uh, after. The whole setup at the beginning is just to give the main players a chance to get onto the ship so they can deal with Ronan themselves. Okay. The net was 
was to stop it in place. They get on the ship, the five of them. Groot does this magical firefly thing with his hand just to make it more sad when he dies. All the, oh, nice Groot stuff. Yeah. It just bait to me. It was also a light source in the scene. Yeah. It really like, it, it, it's it, so fucking magic. They gotta make him seem almost like the team pet or like the team dog when he's not murdering like dozens of people at once. Yeah. He's gotta, gotta show be endearing. That yeah. He's gotta be endearing. Fun for the kitties. Good love Groot. We get into this whole power of friendship spiel from Batista. You, I love you, you stupid plant and you green whore. It's just being really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Without realizing it, I guess. It's genuine and heartfelt. He just uses different words than we would, I guess. It's just a large action scene. Everyone gets their little moment to fight. Gamora fights her sister. Yeah, and Nebula, a bunch of people the blue woman shows up. She gets hit with an RPG like in the face or something. Yeah. She's fine because she's a robo. The Fremen guys show up to help out. Who's the Fremen again in this movie? He's the black dude with the blue eyes. Oh, Hansu. <laughs> yeah, what's the guy from Blood Diamond doing in this weird Yeah. Movie? Yeah, he runs into Pete and then he's like, Star Lord. And Pete's so happy. He's like, finally, somebody called me by the name that I so desperately want to be called. Well, uh, because yeah. he told him that earlier and then yeah. he made him a fool. Got away from him with the orb. Gamora fights with Nebula. The city starts getting bombed up pretty good. Rocket Raccoon, he's running interference with a local defense patrol or whatever to try to stop the ships from just bombarding the city. Yeah, basically. they're playing like Space Invaders. Trying to just hit all the bombs and stuff where they hit the ground. There's a part where Groot impales like 48 people. Spit roast them. That's Groot's moment. Mames these like seven guys. And then he turns around and he gives like the happiest yeah, smile so. ever. It's like Ooh. a dog who just brought back his master's newspaper. Yeah. He's like, did I do good? Brutality. The battle's starting to drag on a little bit too long though. The good guys are starting to lose some ground. There was a pretty funny death knell from one of the planet's space commanders where his ship is just crushed and he's like, well, that's Rrr! after. Well, that's because Ronan actually uses the orb. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he's able to take out most of those smaller ships all at once. Peter Serafinowitz, I don't know if you recognize him, Keith. Character's name Pete in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. And it's also Dwayne Benzie. And oh, no, he's based, and he's the voice of Darth Maul. And, I knew he was all those, but I didn't realize it was him in this movie. I didn't recognize him until the second time I watched it. Then I was like, oh, no, Pete, don't die. <laughs> but yeah, he gets crushed. He's like, oh! <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was a little sad. Cuts back to Gamora. She's getting, like, electrocuted. She kicks the blue chick out. She tries to save her. Like, I guess after all of that, she still considers her a sister, and she's not having any of that. She just falls out, lands on this guy's ship, Throws grabs him, a la Terminator yeah. 2. It's a little bit more gruesome than that. Like, she slides out of the ship, and her hand gets caught on a bunch of like, rebar. And if it was a real person, it would look really gory. She oh, yeah. breaks her own wrist to separate herself from that and yeah. falls to her doom, she yeah, presumably. Right. Repair herself. Star-Lord, another guy with an RPG, just shoots Ronan. Doesn't really do anything, though. <laughs> yeah, Batista pulls a Dragon Ball Z moment. He's like, you did it! Before the dust cloud finally yeah. fades away. <laughs> and then Ronan emerges just like completely unscathed. So Rocket comes in to save the day. He just flies through the giant bay window yeah, in that ship. Blows him up, destroys the ship. It all falls down. Groot decides to save everybody. He makes a wooden cocoon out of his body and encases everybody in it. Rocket is not having any of it. He's like, you can't do this, Groot. You'll die. Then Groot says, we are Groot. And then they just blow up. Got me right there. Right in the heart. I cried and vomited. Right in the heart hole it got me. At the same time. Yeah, like weaves himself into a basket to protect them. The big ship, it crashes right into the city and blows up like half of it. They just recover from the ship. They're just getting off. They're all pretty beaten up but they're all alive, sans Groot. Rocket they're really Raccoon. just, like, dirty. Rocket's yeah. super sad face. He's holding Groot's twig. All his that's, like, left innards in his just yeah. all over the place. <laughs> starts playing that corny song that's in, like, half the movies ever made. 
made the rules out. Yeah. Things are gonna get easier. They said the title at this part. That's right. Conan does. It's like, you corn holders think you're the guardians of the galaxy. All right, surprise, Ronan survived. Who didn't see that coming? Mm-hmm. Who's got the orb? He's indestructible. He's walks yeah. out of the ship. He's got his super hammer. Like how all the people on the planet just like start breaking down in hysterics. Like, it didn't work. All is lost. All is lost. They start busting their cyanide caplets all in unison. <laughs> it's all over but the crying. Accepted. Star-Lord starts dancing like a jackass. Uh, Challenges uh, to a dance-off. Which I thought was weird. Okay, so you got this guy. Sure, he's maybe never seen dancing before, but he's super powerful. The look of shock and confusion on Ronan's face when he's like, what are you doing? He's like, dance off, bro. Why does he care? Why does he care at all? Just kill this guy instantly. Take that hammer and shove it through his head. Like one swing and that's it. He's gone. He's not doing anything. He's not powering up. Curiosity's (laughs) killing his cat, I guess. Why would that person (laughs) ever be curious? He knows what he's doing. He's got a mission and he's gonna see it out. Yeah, for someone that was like so driven, willing to overthrow basically the overlord of the universe now that he's Mm -hmm. attained ultimate power to be distracted by this Because it's a movie. No, I have a big problem with that. Like, that's just ridiculous. The writers thought it would be funny, I guess. And maybe it was for some people. But it seems silly to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up with anything. They always have to give their big, like, final speech before they exterminate everyone. He wasn't giving a speech, though. He was was just staring at him dancing. That's why it took so long for him to come out of the dust and rubble. He was trying to think up of a good evil speech to impress everybody with Pace him back and forth in the ship. He didn't have much to say after that. And then so while he was being distracted, someone shoots his the stone out of his hammer with a rocket. We get like this yeah, super slow mo dive. Slow-mo. Yeah. And it blows up his hammer. Star Lord makes a grab for the stone. He grabs it before Ronan can and it starts to deteriorate his body and then all the rest of the gang come along and uh, join hands to lessen the effect on it. I don't know. That's a pretty big shot in the dark. How do you know that that's going to work just because you have more people holding hands? Eh, I was going to go to hell anyways. They've seen what happened earlier. <laughs> it's also where he overcomes his fear of hand holding. We get this weird flashback of his mom sitting in her bed from the beginning of the movie, but she's like in space saying, reach my hand, reach my hand. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was very weird. Ronan is defeated by friendship. They all join forces and they just blow him away. Merle, he uh, shows up, turns out that he wasn't dead after he went down and he gets the orb. He forces them to give them the orb. Star-Lord pulls the old switcheroo and gives him an orb saying, hey, you know what this is, right? You can't open it. You can keep it, but just don't open it. You've seen what this thing does. Well, that's when you find out Michael Rooker. He's supposed to bring Star-Lord back to his dad. That's why I abducted him in the first place. And you find out his dad is an alien. This vague description. Your father was something very ancient, whatever that yeah, means. You're you only half find out in the sequel. I don't know. Rocket gets a miracle grow and tries to replant Groot. He just picks up one of his sticks and shoves it in the plant pot. I don't know if he knew that was going to work or if he just guessed. Like, Does that work? Ambiguous. Can you do that with a real plant in real life? Could you just take like a branch and No, I need it? the roots. I'm pretty sure. So that seems a little weird. But maybe there were some roots. Well, he was a giant root in his cell. Yeah, so well, he wasn't work. a regular plant. He was a plant man, so... Yeah, well, he was just a, basically just a complex network of roots. Yeah. Like, I guess any piece would really work if you need the roots. They give the Infinity Stone to the government people because yeah. the government will definitely not abuse that in any way. Yeah, they put it in Hopefully a, a lockbox where Al Gore wanted to put Social Security. Their ship has been put back together. Get John up. C. Riley thanks him for saving everybody. He's like, yo, I have a family that you helped out, and I really appreciate it. Thanks. It might not seem like a lot, but it does mean a lot in what you did. We're also going to wipe away all your criminal records. Just don't break the law anymore, okay? And they don't really understand what that means. Batista asks, if I tear a man's arms off, is that against the law? He's like, that's that's murder. If he does something irksome and I remove his spine, is that, yeah, that's murder. It's like 
like one of the worst crimes. <laughs> Doesn't he finally open the present that he got 25 years ago from his mom? Yeah, yeah it's a new mixtape. And he reads a little letter, and then her like southern accent was not there for the voiceover, I guess. He gets volume two. So now he's got like, what, 10 more songs? Oh, great. Ain't no mountain mm -hmm. high enough. Couldn't have at least give us Mike McDonald version. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Marley opens up the ball, and there's like a troll doll inside, yeah. and he's like, oh, that son of a bitch. He's yeah. like smiling. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah. This fucking jerk. The gang joins together on the ship on Star Lord Enterprises, and Gamora asks, Where are we going next, Star Lord? And then he's like, I don't know. Do you want to do something bad, something good, or a bit of both? And everyone agrees, a bit of both. Credits. Happy end for everybody. <laughs> they will return. Says just like James Bond. And then we get the pre credit sequence of the stupid little dancing baby Groot with yeah. Michael Jackson oh. song. Yeah, Groot's alive. Yay, he's not dead after all. Woo. That's it. That's pretty much Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's pretty much, because there's a little bit more. Bonus round. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Surprise, post-credit sequence. Benicio Del Toro, the collector, whatever, he's alive. He's hanging out with a space dog, getting drunk in the rubble. And then, Jesus fucking Christ, it's Seth Green as Howard the Duck, hanging out in a phone booth, drinking. And he looks pretty terrible, He right? looks uh -huh. fucking like garbage. He looks really bad. I didn't even realize he was a like, duck at first. Looks un it looks unfinished. It's bad. That's cool. We got a Howard the Duck movie to look forward to. My life is now complete. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? The audience score 4.4 out of 5. Got an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And I got a slightly more sensible 3.36 out of 5 on Rate Music. How would you guys rate this movie? I would probably give this movie a 3 out of 5. It was alright. As far as comic book and superhero movies go, it tried to do a few things differently and it succeeded on some cylinders, but on others not so much. It kind of fell into the usual formula that these movies do. It wasn't awful. I got a few laughs out of it, but I don't think I'll probably be watching it again, and I may or may not see the sequel. As for me, I'm definitely not going to see the sequel. <laughs> I don't really care. It was fun. It was a kind of an enjoyable movie, but I'm not the audience for this sort of thing. This is just not my thing. Yeah, I don't think any of us and are. About halfway through the movie, it just becomes the Marvel movie, and you all know what the Marvel movie is. The typical beats. It starts out pretty promising. Once we get past that stupid cancer bit that doesn't need to exist, it's pretty fun. The characters are kind of interesting. They're kind of fun to be around, but about halfway through, it loses me. I'd probably give it a two out of five. It's enjoyable, and I would recommend it to people who are strongly interested into it, but if you're not, just skip it. You're not missing much, I don't think. We don't really have any exposure to the source material, so we don't know how much that will really skew our opinions. Would it be better mm. with or without it? Doesn't it doesn't matter. It's a movie. It's not the source material. You gotta make the movie work. And I think That's it true. does work. I think people do like it. I'm just not the audience for it. As for me, when I was watching this, I was like, this is pretty fun. I was thinking about giving it a 3.5. I think it might more like a 3. Talking about it, it makes it seem a lot less interesting. Maybe that's a compliment that is more fun to watch than it is to talk about. I didn't really know what to say about this movie most of the time. Comparing it to other superhero movies, I thought it was kind of like The Avengers, but a lot better. It was a similar feel, but it was different enough that it was like bearable to watch. The characters are pretty interesting. Most of them the villain sucked. If it's like a big good versus evil kind of movie and one side is just boring, it's not a good thing. Acting was okay. The design was cool for most of the movie. It felt like up and down. Oh, this scene was cool. This scene was boring. Then there's another cool scene. Then there's a boring scene. So it's kind of inconsistent. The intro scene I would have just cut out. So I give this a three. It was okay. Next week's movie, I guess we're going to do 1988's Cocktail starring <laughs> Tom Cruise, which I feel like is going to be a little bit more of our kind of movie. <laughs> this one was not as easy as for me anyway.
like Dune or Mario, like weirder stuff. So look forward to that, America. Coming uh, at you hot. Big news with us, there's now more than one place to listen to the show. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So we are on iTunes, Stitcher, something called TuneIn, and we have a website now, mondocoolmoviedudes.com. So check all that stuff out. Subscribe, give us five-star review, or you know, even like four-star. Even if you hate it, just give us a good review and five stars. Oh, and okay. get into our good graces. It'll pay off in the long run, I promise. Yeah, we'll make it worth it. Also, email us at mondocoolmovies at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash mondocoolmoviedudes. And we're on Twitter at mondocoolmoviedudes. Just do all those things all the time. Please, we're very lonely. <laughs> it would be helpful. It yeah. would give us more exposure and the show can grow. We'll pay you in back rubs. Anyway. We'll you give you vouchers for back rubs. We'll send you a coupon for free back rubs, <laughs> your foot rubs. We'll file away your corns and bunions and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. That Take care of your me. son is too old to do for you now. No, nah, you're never too old to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for doing all the internet stuff that we want you to do. You